The information provided in this show is intended for your general knowledge only and is not intended to be, nor is it, medical advice or a substitute for medical advice. If you have or suspect you have a specific medical condition or disease, please consult your health care provider. Now listening to The Health Hero Show with Tim James. <laughs> What's up, health heroes? Tim James here, founder of ChemicalFreeBody.com and your host for the show that simplifies and demystifies how to live an energetic life with a flat belly. So if you're into a healthy gut and staying young, then this is the show for you. What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here with another exciting episode of the Health Hero Show. Today in the house, I have Dr. Shannon Croner, and today we are going to be discussing protecting religious freedoms and specifically vaccine exemptions. This is a very important point. Dr. Shannon, thanks for being on the show today. Thanks so much for having me on. Hey, it's uh, I'm I'm really excited to have you on because um, it's good to have somebody that has such a, a vast, deep knowledge of um, you know, you were in the trenches, right, working with this uh, vaccine injured kids and 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 people. So I can't wait um, to get this information up because I know there's a lot of people out there like, should I get a vaccine? Should I not? Because with social media, even though a lot of it's censored today a lot of people post stuff and it things go viral very quickly. And people are realizing that maybe vaccines aren't that good. They're finding out that there's things in there like desiccated human cells and, and there's methyl mercury. That's kind of a toxic substance, you know, <laughs> number two in the world and, and, and things like aluminum that can cause Alzheimer's and dementia. So why don't you just get into your backstory and your history and in your knowledge base and what you discovered and we'll just go from there. Okay. Sounds good. So, um, for the last like 20 years, I've worked as an educational therapist with children who have developmental disabilities, um, most of them having autism and um, other special needs like ADHD and seizure disorders. And when I first started out 20 years ago, uh, you know, I didn't really even know what autism was. And so I would go in and do an intake with a new family and ask them, uh, so you know, tell me how was your child born like this or how did this happen? And it was the same story over and over again. They always said my child was born totally normal, making eye contact, had few words. And then after a series of vaccines, something changed. Uh, they lost their eye contact. They lost their speech. Uh, whatever words they had learned were gone. And I kept hearing this story over and over again, which made me to really start questioning vaccines. And at the time, I had really thought that it was the vaccine schedule. Um, back when like you and I were kids, we got maybe nine. I don't know if you've ever been vaccinated, but I know when I was a child, I got maybe like nine vaccines. But today, a child between birth to 18, they're required to get about 72 so it's significantly, Ridiculous. yeah, it's significantly higher. And, you know, each vaccine is toxic in itself. Um, I really thought that it was the vaccine schedule that was the problem because sometimes it's like three to five, sometimes even seven at a time. And so um, I personally had my own vaccine injury story in, when I was in, uh, when I was pregnant for the first time in 2009. Uh, it was during the swine flu and my doctor um, told me that I really need to get the swine flu vaccine and the flu shot. And so I uh, declined, I was smart enough to decline the swine flu shot and then convinced by my doctor that I should really get the flu shot because the one that he had was preservative free. 
um, I thought, okay, well, I guess if it's preservative free, then maybe that means it's okay. Um, I was only 12 weeks, 12 weeks pregnant at the time and got the flu shot. And then within about 24 to 48 hours, I started to leak amniotic fluid. And, um, you know, I, I almost lost the baby. Uh, every doctor that I went to, I went to so many different um, doctors for opinions, uh, six of them total. And they all told me I really need to end the pregnancy. And I chose not to, I did my own research and uh, taught myself how that if I uh, was hydrated, I could replenish the amniotic fluid. So I was able to drink a lot of water, put myself on bed rest, despite what doctors were telling me. And by week 20, my amniotic fluid was back to normal. Mm. Every doctor told me it was a miracle. Um, and it was, a, mir- it was time, a miracle that you took charge of your own health. Oh, yeah. Right. I mean, I know what everybody was against me, friends, family, doctors, everybody thought I was crazy for not listening to the doctors. And I really was just listening to my body and, and my gut and, and really trying to, you know, I wanted this baby. I knew that it would be okay. What was the name of your baby? Griffin. He's uh, 10 years old now and he's a super smart, great kid was born full term. Um, and he's a great kid. So yeah, could you imagine not having Griffin in your life right now because of oh doctor's gosh, orders? No. Yeah, right? No. I can't even I mean, I understand even, maybe from good. their point of view where they're like they didn't want you to die, right? Or, it wasn't or just even, have a miscar- miscarriage, miscarriage yeah. or whatever. Um, it wasn't even my my life was not at risk. They mm, just okay. I was told over and over again that he would not be able to survive, that he would be disfigured, that there were all these different kind of problems and that it was not related to, they would tell me it's not related to the vaccine, even though it happened right after. I mean, I was having a perfectly fine, healthy pregnancy. And then I got this vaccine and had some crazy reaction and wow. then started to leak amniotic fluid. Uh, it's This is, this is just another testament to the power of water. You know, the, oh, lub- yeah. the, the lubricant of life, um, you know, nothing grows without it. It's very powerful. So, yeah, that's, that's awesome. very true. Very, very yeah. true. So keep going. This is great. Yeah. So, um, so, so, you know, I had my son. He was born full term. He's a good kid. And, um, you know, I learned and then I'm in California where in 2015. So when that happened, I woke up to vaccines even more to their dangers. And I realized, well, you know, maybe it's not the schedule, maybe it's vaccines in general. And, but I still was not on the, the, I didn't have the mindset yet to just completely eliminate vaccines. I thought, okay, you know, I'll just pick and choose which ones with my new child and stuff. And then, um, 2000, in 2015, we had, uh, I'm in California where we were mandated vaccines in order for children to go to school. And it was during that time that I really and truly woke up to vaccine corruption and big pharma corruption when um, they were, California literally said, children cannot get a proper education unless they're fully vaccinated. And so that bill passed and vaccines were mandated and we lost our um, freedom of choice to opt out. And it was then that I became an activist. And, um, and then again, last year in 2019 in California, they took away the medical exemption. So in 2015, they took away the personal belief religious exemption. And then last year they took away 
our medical exemption. And, um, you know, and it was then when they took away the medical exemption that I decided to take this fight nationwide, you know, to Washington, D.C., federally. So and that's what created my I have an organization. So, yeah. And we we want to talk about that, too. It's called the Freedom of Religion uh, United Solutions. Yeah. So Freedom of Religion United Solutions. The acronym is for us. And um, after we lost uh, after California lost the medical exemptions last year, I decided to how can I reach everyone? Globe, like uh, nationwide, how can I reach people on this issue? And the one common factor that everybody has in America is that we all want to protect, well, for the most part, most people want to protect their freedoms. We all um, want to protect the Constitution for the most part. And so I figured, well, you know, religious freedom is, is a biggie and it's being taken away. New York lost their religious freedom to opt out of vaccines. So did Maine, California, Mississippi, and West Virginia. So there's five states that have no religious vaccine exemptions now. And so I built my nonprofit organization for us, Freedom of Religion United Solutions, and I'm building a coalition of all different religious leaders. So I'm working with all different faiths of, you know, uh, Jewish rabbis and Christian pastors and uh, Catholic priests and Muslim imams. And just last week, um, I got um, a Buddhist nun who she joined. And really, it is interfaith. And it's, you know, working with everyone, collaborating with everyone to protect religious freedom, but more specifically, protect the religious vaccine exemption. And our goal is to really try and get, um, you know, President Trump or whoever ends up being president, but hopefully President Trump, that uh, we get uh, executive order um, signed to protect the religious vaccine exemption. That'd be awesome. So what's your, um, what's the temperature out there with the, these religious leaders? Are they, most of them, is there, they, most of them saying, yeah, we want in, is it really they're excited about it or they got to really look at it or are some of them like, eh, it's not interesting. You know, um, there are, a lot that are very fearful of speaking out for reasons, whether it's, you know, because they don't want to lose financially. They don't want to, once you speak out, you're kind of flagged as a person. Um, you're censored on social media. Mm-hmm. People, you know, say, Oh, you're a conspiracy theorist, whatever it may be, you know? And so, those that do speak out and who are really passionate about this issue, they are very awake to the issue and they're willing to risk whatever it is to speak out so that they can share truth and protect children. Um, those who, uh, there are a lot of people that I work with kind of behind the scenes um, that don't really want to put their name onto the website, but they are religious leaders who uh, work with people within their community, you know, and, um, and then there are some who just, you know, don't understand the issue, but, you know, this issue, it affects all different religions. Uh, A lot of Catholics and Christians want to want the ability to opt out of vaccines because um, the live virus vaccines are made using human aborted fetal DNA. So, uh, human abortion had taken place in order for these vaccines to be made. 
um, those who are Buddhist or Hindu or, you know, they don't, they're vegetarian or they don't believe in uh, the killing of animals um, opt out because a lot of animals are killed in order to make vaccines. There's animal ingredients and, uh, and then also testing. Um, lots of testing. Yeah. Lots of testing. And it's scary too, because in the, you know, what, you know, for people that aren't aware of this, I know I wasn't, but, uh, you know, vaccine trials or drug trials, it's the same thing, but they have to, they typically they'll test it on animals first. And in those situations, 80% of whatever they're trying to get through the deal there to sell to us fails with the animals. So think about all the suffering of the animals. Dr. Shiva Ayaduri, I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he's um, an MIT PhD. He actually was, when he was 14, he invented email. Yeah, I know who he is. Yeah, he's a pretty smart guy for the listeners. I mean, he's, uh, if I haven't talked about him before, um, if you get one PhD, you're pretty smart. He's got four from MIT and he's <laughs> one of the top ex- experts on the immune system. And long story short, he has a company called Cytosolve and he, that company eliminates animal testing. They have literally mapped out everything. So they know what, when substances come into the human body, what's going to take place. And it's very accurate. And he has actually spoke to the the vaccine industry and said, I will test any of your drugs or your vaccines for free, no charge. So you can skip over the animal testing and see what's really safe for humans. And not one of them has taken him up on that. And it wouldn't cost them anything to run. Um, I don't know. Why do you think that is? I mean, I'm sure somehow it probably comes down to money. Um, I know you said that he offers the service for free, but a lot of well, the, you have to pay to get it, but for the vaccine companies, he's offered it for free, and for the drug companies. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know why they would not take him up on that offer, but I know that big pharma and especially the vaccine manufacturers are fueled by money. Um, it is really this vaccines are all about money and not at all about health. Mm-hmm. So, well, and you you had personal experience with this, obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you had a personal experience. Well, cool. All right, well, let's take a quick break. And when we get back, I want to get into some other stuff, uh, more about your organization, um, vaccine immunity versus herd, natural herd immunity. And we'll be right back. Today, I'm excited to share with you our probiotic and prebiotic formula. Probiotics and prebiotics is a breakthrough product that should be taken daily to rebuild the good bacteria in your gut, help fight candida, strengthen your immune system, eliminate bloating, and help you have more consistent bowel movements. A healthy body and mind starts with a healthy gut. To get this product and our other amazing products, go to chemicalfreebody.com. That's chemicalfreebody.com. Tim James here. I'm back with Dr. Shannon Croner, and we are talking everything about protecting religious vaccine exemptions. Um, her organization, Freedom of Religion United Solutions, or for us, is a pretty cool thing. It's gaining traction, and her her goal is to get this information into um, the politicians so that we can get some uh, get something into law to protect us, right, and keep our freedoms intact. That's the bottom line. Is like, you know. Uh, land of the brave, you know, home, home of the free. And it needs to be that in every, every situation, you know, especially when it comes to what um, medical community is saying they have to stick into our bodies. I mean, we should have a, a right 
to decide what's going on. So, all right. So we talked about um, uh, your backstory and did you have, have you had any other, like in your work as a, as a doctor, like other like children examples, like a, like a, you know, one or two really good examples where it just, it didn't work out well for, for the parents. And what was it, what was it like for them? Oh my gosh. I mean, I know so many, one of my really good friends, um, unfortunately her daughter died from vaccines. I, you know, this is something that I've been doing. Well, I've been working, working with kids with autism for a very long time. Yeah. Um, and I've been an activist since 2015, but I even, I wrote my doctoral dissertation back in 2013 on vaccine choice. So I've been speaking with parents forever on this subject and I know so many stories, but, um, one of my friends, her name is Karen Kane. She's actually in the movie Vaxxed. Mm. And, um, unfortunately her daughter, Lauren suffered a really serious vaccine injury and, um, you know, sadly ended up dying several years later. And, um, but there are so many, there's so many stories like that. Um, the HPV vaccine specifically has a lot of injury, um, involved in, you know, with teenagers, teenagers who, teenagers who are, you know, athletes, uh, girls who are on the cheer team or play soccer. And then, um, they end up getting the HPV vaccine and they lose all mobility of their, um, of their arms and legs and they, it's, it's destroys them. I know lots of stories like that. Um, so your yeah. friend, your friend that was, uh, uh, Karen, her yeah. daughter, um, did, so did they end up going, did they have to go through the vaccine court system? So she's one of the few who, that I know of that actually won in vaccine court. So, um, you know, because, so in 1986, uh, liability was removed from vaccine manufacturers. Um, and Wasn't that called like the vaccine act or something like that. Right. The 1986 act. Um, and so, so liability was removed from vaccine manufacturers and the only way, uh, that someone could sue if there was a injury or death was through what's called like vaccine court, mm -hmm. uh, for every vaccine that's given, there is a small tax that's then put into a vaccination injury fund. And, um, since then, since 1986, the the vaccine injury fund has already paid out $4.4 billion. Since which, 1986? Yeah. So $4.4 billion has been paid out, but that is such a small uh, number compared to how much vaccine injury is actually out there. So what you're saying is that very few people actually win in the court. Yeah. It's very, hard, it's very hard to difficult. win. Do you know what the percentage is? I wonder what that is. Do you know what that is? I don't know what the percentage is, but I know it's a very small percentage. Um, I'm going to type uh, it in while you're talking because that would be very <laughs> interesting to know. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't really know. Um, but I know that uh, it's very difficult to win and um, because it's hard to prove that a vaccine uh, caused whatever the... Mm -hmm issue is whether it's you know seizures following a vaccine or death or 
SIDS, uh, so many, there's so many SIDS cases where it's really not SIDS. It's actually vaccine injury that, um, a, you know, a three month old goes and gets a series of vaccines. And then if they happen to die, um, a day or a few days later, it will be labeled as SIDS and it won't be labeled as a vaccine injury. Wow. That's yeah. It says right here. I'm reading this article. It says more than 4 billion is paid in claims. So, but I thought vaccines were safe. So if they're safe, then where, 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 where we're paying out in court. I don't get it. Exactly. Right. No, vaccines are definitely, they're not safe. They're full of toxins. They're full of, they've got carcinogens, known carcinogens, which cause cancer. Um, I think it's one of the reasons why childhood cancer is on the rise. Uh, just last year alone, I've heard of three children that ended up with um, leukemia. And, uh, you know, cancer is on the rise. And there are carcinogens that are in our vaccines. There are um, toxins such as aluminum, which, like you said, causes Alzheimer's. And, you know, think about how much Alzheimer's is on the rise among elderly, and not only just elderly, but if they're they're getting younger, the elderly who are getting Alzheimer's are getting it at a younger age. Mm. And the flu shot is pushed so often. And there's, you know, um, they're free. It's free. It's free. And it's pushed, but it's free. You know, you can go to the market and you can get your flu shot. You can go anywhere to get your flu shot. So I knew it was bad when all of a sudden you could go to the local drugstore Walgreens or whatever. And all of a sudden now the pharmacist is licensed to, you know, right give you a flu shot, you know, they just want to pump out. So how is something free? Who's paying for that? Well, I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, our, I, I can tell you like our government, like I said before, is this is all funded by it's money. Money is the bottom line. Yep. And, um, yeah, it know. says here the average payment was about 430,000 to a family. So you know, I, I would rather have my healthy daughter or my healthy son rather than or a, an alive daughter or an alive son rather than a dead son or a dead daughter or an injured son or daughter and getting 430 grand. I mean, that's that's nothing. That's I mean, nothing. if somebody's if they were injured, I mean, it's like just the care to take care of somebody and whatever the situation could be terrible. I mean, it, it's it's well, it's the really cost un- of autism, the cost of autism alone. $400,000 is nothing in terms of the cost of autism. Um, you know, when a child ends up having autism, it, it, the cost for therapies and different medical treatments is it's astronomical. And usually when, um, you know, a child ends up having autism, the divorce rate among a married couple is significantly higher. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, autism is very expensive and, and the rate of children being diagnosed with autism today, it's, I think it's something like one in 35 or something like that. It's like, it's increasing. It's increasing. I think in 1980s, it was like one in 10,000. And then when I began my work in the health field, my transformational journey in 2011, it was like one in 88. And now it's like, you know, one in 24, one in 34 or something like that. It keeps getting worse. And they said by the year 2040, 2050, if we stay on current trends, um, we could be one out of two children will be born with autism. Now let's fast forward 20 years. And the reality is, is you're either going to be born with autism or you're going to be taking care of somebody with autism. 
How's that going to work for a society to function? It's not. The other thing I wanted to go back to, um, uh, doctor, is that if we look at, you know, the idea of that vaccines are safe, just from a common sense standpoint, then why would the vaccine companies take all this money and lobby to the government and actually get all these congressmen and women together and get an act passed through legislation to protect them so they cannot be sued if they're safe. Because right. I mean, that's the mantra. It's safe. It's safe. If vaccines are safe. And you hear it from, you know, I hear it, you see it on the social media all the time from people and vaccines are safe. Look at the science, look at the science, look at, they say it all the time, look at the science. But in reality, if they're safe, then why is there, why do they have to have an act protecting them? And then the reality is, is that they go to vaccine court, which is a government funded deal, right? And you said that a small percentages of the money that, 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 that they get from the vaccines goes into a fund, mm-hmm. right? But there's also people involved that are paying salaries and, and all that kind of stuff. And you know, that's coming out of taxpayers' dollars. So the reality is, is that they're not safe. They're not safe and they're rarely effective. So, um, you know, but that's the phrase is they're safe and effective. That's yeah. What, and I, I guess it's like saying. 10 to 13% of the time they actually work for people. I so mean, think, think people, about think about that. That's yeah. like, would you, would you buy a car and <laughs> you know, drive it off a lot knowing if, hey, they're pretty good. I mean, 13% of the time when I drive it off the lot, it doesn't explode on me. It's pretty right, good. Right? Hey, I, yeah. I'll be back to get my next one. I might be back very quickly. <laughs> There's a high probability that I'll need to come buy another car from you. But you, yeah. can, you can do over a car, but you can't do over a child or a young mother that's pregnant like you experienced. Like, Yeah, not only that, but so many. I mean, if you look at the health of Americans right now, or just the health of people in general around the world, our health is the worst it's ever been. And, you know, there's so many people with autoimmune disorders, cancers, um, diabetes, it just, it's the, the list goes on. And, you know, if you look at, if you look at the vaccine inserts, you can see that vaccines cause a ton of these issues. Mm-hmm. So, um, Oh yeah. Know, the, the side effects are like a page, they're like a page long or something like that. Oh very, yeah. Very, long, very bad. Yeah, there's tons of side effects that come along with vaccines. So yeah, well, that's um, that seems to be the case. I've talked to a lot of people and parents and stuff like that that have dealt with this, especially with the autism thing. It's terrible. It I think it's like 74 percent of families that have autism end up in divorce, and I understand why. I mean, I actually bought a house from a gal back a long time ago when I was a mortgage broker. And she called me up. She wanted to refinance and her, her credit was in the toilet. She wasn't the primary breadwinner. She wasn't even working. I mean, she was working. <laughs> She's working harder than anybody. She's taking care of her autistic son. Husband left her because he couldn't deal with it. And then she had like vaulted ceilings. So it was very echoey and it made it really, really bad for that child. She's like, I have to get out of here. I have to do something. I was like, well, just sell it, you know, and you just, just sell your property. But she owed, they owed so much on it. There wasn't really any, it was going to go back. It was going to get foreclosed on basically. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause it was just like right there before the foreclosure. Yeah. I mean, there was really no equity. Um, like it was like almost perfect, like none. Right. And what she owed and what it was actually worth. Cause it was a little dilapidated and he fixed up. So I called an investor up and I said, Hey dude, there's this gal. Um, she doesn't want to go through this foreclosure thing, but maybe you could come in and 
purchase it from her and give her 60 days to get out rather than booting her out quicker. She's got this kid. And um, I actually ended up buying the property from her and fixing up and living in it myself. Oh, wow. But um, I was able to get out of there. And instead of her getting nothing, because she would have, she would have stayed there and went through and then she would have got nothing. I gave her 5,000 bucks and at least got her, you know, first and last in her apartment and then some. So, I mean, I felt good about it, but That's I, because the investor was like, Hey Tim, why don't you just buy this? You were looking for a spot. anyway." I was like, well, it's kind of in a windy part of town, but I ended up doing it because it, it ended up being a good deal. Right. Cause I put the sweat equity in it and fixed it all up. So, but anyway, let's get back to protecting religious freedoms. Not talking about Tim's, um, uh, <laughs> you know, residential, property deals. But, um, but it was really sad because I went over and I met her and I met her, I met the son and it was just like, she had aged. She was like in her fifties and she looked like she was almost 70. I'm telling you, it was like, I'll never forget. It's a very difficult life. It really is. I work with so many, um, kids with special needs. Um, well, I've worked with so many families, uh, over the last 20 years with kids with special needs and it's not, it's a lifelong commitment. Once you have a child with special needs, um, mm-hmm. I mean, there definitely are detox protocols that people can go through to help um, reduce the symptoms of yeah. autism. And I've seen that happen personally from, you know, with, with clients and stuff, but really, you know, once, once somebody is injured and significantly injured, if they've got a bad injury from a vaccine, it's a lifelong commitment. And, it changes your life and it's a constant struggle. And my heart is always going out to these parents who, you know, they've got children with uh, special needs children that are. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a lot of work and you can't, it's a lot of cases you can't hug them and kiss them and love on them like you want to. Um, I, we used to, uh, I was doing these uh, raw food classes, juicing classes for years and people would come over to my house and one of the clients brought her, um, she said, is it okay if I bring my son? I was like, yeah, but she's like, he's like, uh, I think it was like 13, but she said he's autistic. I was like, I don't care. Just bring him on over. Well, what ended up happening was, you know, we were, I was trying to keep him entertained and do stuff, but you know, he, he, he gets bored. I mean, he doesn't want to hear about detoxing and nutrition. He wants to play games or something. Right. We had dinner and stuff. And then he like just disappeared. And all of a sudden he was in the bathroom and he was, he was taking a shower at my house Oh wow! because it's eight o'clock and it's time to take a shower. And she was embarrassed. I was like, I'm like, don't be embarrassed. I'm like, it's eight o'clock. He's doing what he's supposed to do, you know? But so that's the level of uh, like what we're talking about. There's a lot of, it's a lot of burden and pressure on these parents to take care of them. That's why the divorce rates up over 70%. Yeah. People are aging fast. So we'll have to chat more about this after the show because we have protocols and stuff that we've used to help people with help parents with autism by working on their digestive tract. There's some brain mapping things that we refer out and just all kinds of other cool stuff that really, that really works. And um, we'd love to share that with you. So anyway, um, I'm looking at the time here. I think we're still good. So I want to, um, um, I want to talk more about what exactly is your organization doing to help people protect them? It's like, okay, so you're a parent right now and you're listening or you're somebody that's listening and you're like, wow, my sister and brother-in-law need to hear this because maybe, you know, they got kids. Maybe you don't, whatever. What are you doing and what can we do to, is there any, what can we do to stop, you know, getting this forced upon us? Well, so one of the things, so there's lots of things that people can do. Um, one is I just added actually today, I added to the website, 
a uh, kind of a universal religious exemption that people can go to for their, you know, for their children or even for their work. Like, especially right now with the whole like warp speed COVID vaccine thing, um, you know, or for the flu shot that's being Mm -hmm. pushed because right now it's like flu season. And so, um, oh, not really, because flu flu's down ninety eight percent. There's no more flu. No, the flu. The COVID, flu decided to leave. COVID's COVID, like, wow, you're the winner. You're the champ. COVID cured the flu. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, but so I actually I just put on the website. So the website it's forunitedsolutions.org. F O R unitedsolutions.org. And um, people can go on there and actually download a religious vaccine exemption. Now, it won't work for children in the five states that don't have religious exemptions anymore. So it won't work for California, Maine, New York, um, Mississippi, or West Virginia for school aged children. However, it, um, in California, there's an adult one that is on the website that will work for UC students, which is really important because just now, just in the last month or maybe two months ago, uh, the UC school system um, is saying that all students must get the flu shot. And so, um, so they can, you know, UC students can download this uh, religious exemption or really any college student, anybody who um, whose employer is requiring a flu shot or any, uh, any shot for that matter, um, or any schools throughout the country, except for the five States that I mentioned, um, they can go onto the website and they can download a religious vaccine exemption, fill it out and, uh, take it to a notary public and get it signed. Um, if the employer or school needs more of an explanation, First of all, they're not really supposed to ask what your religious affiliation is and why, but if that ends up happening and um, people need that uh, more of an explanation, they can actually find the information on the website of, you know, Is this why. under forms on your website? Under forms? So, uh, where do I go? Let me oh, oh, I'm I on the wrong website. Said- I'm on, I'm on Dr. Dr. Shannon Croner's website. That's you. So oh, I, that's I need to go to the, my, the therapy website. Go to um, forunitedsolutions.org and there's a tab. It says religious exemptions. Um, and so people O-R-G. can Boom, download either now. the one for adults or one All for right. children. I'm going to go ahead and share my screen for those of you that are oh, watching, okay, great. watching on YouTube. All right. So here I am. And then where do I go? Okay. So if you go to religious exemptions. Okay. Click that. Oh, okay. And then it shows that's the map of all the states that still allow for religious exemptions. So the ones that are in white do not have religious exemptions anymore. So for school age children, the form that I have on my website won't work. If you scroll down, um, it can will you show... can can you see what I see? Yeah, I see that. Oh, okay, cool. There are all the codes for each state. Um, awesome. That you know you can you'll write. So if you there's all the codes for each state in for school, mm-hmm. right? And if you keep going, scroll down right there is um, the exemption for either a minor, a minor or, an adult. or an adult. And uh, you just, for the one that's like for a minor, you just take it off there. there. It and then if you see right there, um, it says, what is the health and safety code? 
then you grab the code from whatever state you're um, in from okay. the previous page, fill it out, take it to a notary public, have it signed by them, stamped, and so then, then they got to watch you. Got they got to watch you sign it. Yeah, I mean, I, the notary public is a whole that that has to be done just because it makes it more official. Right. And this is smart. I, I did, I've done lots of notary things in my life. Uh, my business required notary when I was a mortgage broker way back in the day. So when you guys get this form, make sure you print it off, fill it in, and then take it into a notary public. You can do it usually at your local bank. They will do it for you for free at no charge. And then they can watch you sign, they'll stamp it and date it, and that's it. And you're out of there. You can pay for it. And if you're, if you're incapacitated or you're dealing with a a child that where you can't leave, you can have a notary public come to you. It's about a hundred bucks, roughly depends on the notary. There's no, you can look up notary services and somebody could come to you and get this done. Yeah. But um, I think it's really important. And wow. What a um, awesome uh, uh, um, a resource that you've put together here. And then here's the one for, um, for the, for the adults. So that's for an adult who, you know, let's say they're, they work at a bank or they work at uh whatever, a market, something, library, they are requiring the flu shot. Um, if it's against your religious beliefs. Um, and let me just show you, if you can go back to the main uh, website, I'd like to show your viewers, go to where it says, let's see, go all the way to the right. There's um more. Yeah. To more. Okay. Where it says religious concerns. Okay. And that explains all the different concerns that for each religion. So Christian, Jewish, Muslim, Buddhist, Hindu. And, um, you know, if people want more of an explanation of as to why different religions oppose vaccines. Okay. Um, and by the way, you don't have to explain it. It's nobody's business. Exactly. That's what I was saying before is yeah. that really they're not allowed to ask you yeah. But, and you're, uh, you're protected too, I think under the HIPAA for yes, medical stuff. So you exactly. don't have to say anything. And Just realize also, that nobody's in charge of your life. You're in charge of your life. You're the boss and you're in charge of your children, not the state. Exactly. And then if you go to religious leaders, uh, the third okay. one, that's all of the coalition as of right now, these are all the different. So um, different pastors, rabbis, imams, uh, priests, did you get uh, uh, Pastor Pastor Locke in there? So he and I spoke um, at Amp he's Fest. A, he's a great advocate. Yes, he's great. And actually, we spoke about vaccine um, exemptions. Awesome. And um, we need to speak further. So yeah. I, we we spoke a few times while at Amp, and I'm... he's totally on board with um, writing exemptions and <laughs> understanding why people would need them. So. Awesome. Well, this is a great resource. So yeah. I tell you what, um, we're going to take another quick break. And when we come back, we'll get wrapped up. I wanted to talk a little bit about herd immunity versus vaccine immunity. And then uh, we'll we'll chat a little bit more about this other cool stuff that you've been uh, providing for folks. We'll be right sure. back. You want the absolute best for yourself and you want it to be easy. That's why we created Green 85. It helps with detoxifying the body gently. We're proud it's chemical-free, unlike almost all other supplements you'll find. Bottom line, Green 85 will get you healthier. We look forward to hearing what Green 85 did for you.
To get this product and our other amazing products, go to chemicalfreebody.com. That's chemicalfreebody.com. What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here. I'm back with Dr. Shannon Croner. And again, we have been giving you some really good information and some solutions to protecting your uh, medical freedom through using the freedom of religion um, and her organization that she's she's put together to help you do that. So I'm really glad that you came on. And for those of you listening, I hope you really share this episode. It's such an important one. Um, if you don't want to be, you know, injected with stuff that is like crazy. It's like, you know, to me, it's just, uh, it makes no sense. It's not natural. So let's talk about that since this isn't natural. Let's talk about herd immunity versus vaccine herd immunity. So um, what would you say, what do you know about that? So for instance, with like natural immunity, there are some, um, some illnesses that people can get where they end up having natural immunity and it lasts a lifetime. So for instance, chicken pox, mm. um, you know, when I was a kid, uh, everyone got chicken pox. There was no chicken pox vaccine. Now, unfortunately there is a chicken pox vaccine. Um, but when I was a kid, I got the, I got chicken pox naturally and now I'm immune to it. Right. And everybody at the time when you're in like third grade, fourth grade, whatever, everybody was getting chicken pox. They would even have like chicken pox parties and they would create this natural herd immunity. Right. Yeah. So now what they have is for instance, the chicken pox vaccine and Sometimes it, you know, sometimes if you're, if a child is lucky or whatever, they'll get immunity from it, but there's a good chance that they won't get any immunity. Um, what it's called is titers. You can actually go and have your titers tested to see if you're immune to, you know, whatever the vaccine was supposed to make you immune to. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, some people don't develop any titers to whatever the, their vaccine is. Um, and then immunity from a vaccine, actually, it wears off over time. So what's one of my biggest arguments was um, regarding mandated vaccines is that people who, you know, got vaccinated as children. So let's say like people who got vaccinated, um, let's say a 50 year old mm-hmm. who got vaccinated as a child or they got vaccinated, you know, 30 years ago, 40 years, whatever it is, their vaccine immunity has likely worn off. So all those people out there saying like children must get vaccinated because to protect everybody and, and so on, you know, um, the fact is, is that people who are, you know, fifties, sixties, seventies, they're not any more immune to something than someone who has not actually been vaccinated because their immunity has likely worn off. Yeah. Um, I actually, you know, go ahead and keep going. Oh no, go on. What were you gonna well, say? I was, I was going to say, I, I remember I, I pulled up this uh, vaccine herd immunity debunked article um, with Dr. Richard Blaylock. And, you know, it's really simple. If, if vaccine herd vaccine immunity worked, 
then there would be no use for a booster shot. And everybody's heard that term booster shot. Why would you need a booster shot if it worked? So unlike the natural process, the earth's been around 4 billion years and all the microorganisms and people have to realize that our bodies are 380 trillion viruses, 60 trillion bacteria, and only 6 trillion human cells that work just a bunch of cells, right? But they all work on a concert. It's a symbiotic relationship going on in our body. And when we develop a immunity to chicken pox or a certain type of cold um, or which, which is what Corona is. Corona is a cold virus, right? Um, That's why they're getting all these false positives because a lot of people have the cold. It's been around for a long time Um, that, um, you know, it's just, it just, it just goes to show that um, it's not the case, right? Because when you, when you build an immunity to that, your body actually builds it for life, which you said, you're not going to get chicken pox now because you've, your body is very intelligent and the wisdom in there is so deep and so profound that you, man can't copy that stuff. It's just not right. happening. It's not happening. The other thing that you said was um, uh, about, uh, you know, herd immunity was that they were, um, what was my point? I was going to say, um, oh, Oh, that if you don't have vaccine, if, if people don't get vaccines, then everybody's put at risk. So um, Dr. Blalock says, if we listen to present day wisdom, we're all at risk of resurgent massive epidemics should the vaccination rate fall below 95%, right? Yet we have all lived for the last 30 to 40 years with 50% or less of the population having vaccine protection. That is herd immunity has not, excuse me, vac- uh, vaccine herd immunity has not existed in this country for many decades and is no and no resurgent epidemics have occurred. Vaccine induced herd immunity is a lie used to frighten doctors, public health officials, other medical personnel and the public into accepting vaccinations. And then people were asking him for proof. Other doctors were challenging him on this and he replied to them with simple proof. He said, "When I was a medical student almost 40 years ago, it was taught that the tetanus vaccine would last a lifetime, he wrote. Then 30 years after it had been mandated, we discovered that its protection lasted no more than 10 years. Then I asked my doubting physician if he or she ever has seen a case of tetanus. And most have not. I tell them then to look at the yearly data of tetanus infections. One sees no rise in tetanus cases. The same can be said for measles, mumps, and other childhood infections. It was and still is all a myth. Right there. Tetanus is like Boom. one of the, tetanus. <laughs> tetanus is near impossible to actually even get. Like I know people say, like, oh well, if you if you cut yourself or you step on a nail, rusty or, nail, right, rusty nail. <laughs> but that rusty nail actually, it's not the rust, or it's like if the rusty nail has tetanus. So, like, let's say a a dog pooped on that rusty nail mm. and that poop had tetanus in it. Then you stepped on that nail. Then there's a likelihood of actually getting tetanus. Right. But the chances of actually getting tetanus from, you know, cutting yourself or or, you know, whatever, some kind of minor injury and stuff, yeah. it's just uh it's near impossible. And um and I wanted to say this is that uh those who get vaccinated right and then push that everybody else gets vaccinated because they feel unsafe if they if their vaccines work then they should not be worried about what the rest of the population is doing right because whoa that's a great point 
So <laughs> people, people have said that too. It's about the mask. Like if your mask is working so well, which we know now 87% of the people contracting the coronavirus had a mask on. Um, but if the mask works so well, then why do I need mine? And the big, well, dummy because two is better than one. But in this situation, it's perfect. Like if a vaccine is so safe, then we don't need, and if, and the other, we've debunked the safe side, but now the effective side, then why are people that have the vaccines worried about the people that don't? Exactly. There's no common sense with that deal. And I love that. That's really important. So for those of you listening, think about that. If the vaccines protect you from, let's say, measles, then your friend or your husband or your daughter, if they don't want to get a measles shot, then you don't have to worry about it. It's not going to get you. You're protected. So the reality is, is like, it's, it's about freedom and choice. This is America. Hey, if you want to go inject yourself and put all this crap in your body, knock yourself out. But I don't want to do it. I don't think you want to do it anymore because you've had some oh, tremendous no. issues, right? I, 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 don't, I don't even know what the potential of my body could have been if I wasn't vaccinated, right? So I think what we've uncovered here today is that natural herd immunity is the way to go, okay? It's built into us. And the real topic in the discussion should be about boosting the immune system. Everything you can do to boost your immune system. That's the most important thing. It's it's number one. Boost immune system. Vitamin C, vitamin D, like, you know, exercise, super Mm -hmm. important. Sunshine. Huge. Air. So, (laughs) So getting outside, boosting your immune system is important. And as far as vaccines goes, in the meantime, for those of you until we can hopefully get some lawmakers in there that are not politicians that, that actually have some people, some doctors and scientists and experts that actually know something because it's obviously they, they don't even know common sense. Then we have you with um, your organization, your nonprofit for us or freedom of religion of United solutions. This guys, this is a great resource. And again, please share this video with your friends and family, with everybody and get this out there. So, um, Dr. Croner, I want to thank you so much for coming on and spending time with me today. I know your time is very valuable and you're very busy. Um, We're actually recording this on election day. So I know both of us are going to go home, hopefully home and have some freedom parties um, (laughs) and and celebrate um, um, being able to, you know, have a free country. That's what the whole thing's about. And that's, I think what your, what your, what your organization is all about is just you know, giving people choice and giving them freedoms and trying to educate people, not like you're getting a vaccine, you're stupid. You know, it's like, it's, Hey, you know what? You can do whatever you want. You're an adult. You want to go get a vaccine, knock yourself out, but don't force your ideals down my throat and try to, and push things through legislation that mandate me. me. And like you said, it all falls back to the money. They're pushing this stuff because they want everybody vaccinated, not because it works, but because that's double the profits. That's what it boils down to. If they get, if half of us are getting vaccinated now, the other half, they force it on us. They're making more money. And then guess what? There's going to be twice as many cases in vaccine court. That's what's going to end up happening. More payouts. Or at that time, they're just going to say, screw you. We don't have to pay it out, but you're forced to do it. Or we're going to take your kids and take your home. So we don't want communism. We want freedom and we want to be healthy. So um, again, thank you so much for coming on today. And would you like to leave any last words for our listeners? Um, you, you kind of said it all. It's just really about freedom of choice. Uh, it's not about, you know, all the different religious leaders that I'm working with. Some of them actually 
vaccinate. Some of them don't. It's they're not. It's not like that anti-vax word that is thrown around so easily. Um, it's really about freedom of choice, freedom to do what you want with your own body. And for your listeners, please go check out the website. Um, for us is a nonprofit, 501c3. So uh, all the work that I do is through donations. So if you feel like donating, that would be wonderful. And uh, you know. yeah, that's awesome. Especially if you guys are going to use this resource, which is a good one. If you download something, you know, s- send her a few bucks. You know, if you really like it, send her a lot of bucks. You don't have any like limitations on that, right? If, if like, if I want to send you a million dollars, that's okay. That'd be amazing. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> that, that, that'd be, I would be set and we would be able to get everything that we need to get passed with a million dollars. Well, are you, are, are you using any funding organizations? I'm not. Okay. Check out go get funding.com go get funding.com and they won't shut you down. They won't take your money. They won't hold your money. They're, they're about freedom. I think. Oh, it's do. like, um, what's it's like, it's, one? it's go fund me, but they right. won't shut you down. So I have used that twice in the past, but I don't use it regularly, but, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, I do sometimes I've done events. So for instance, like the panel that I put together for amp fest, mm-hmm. um, I was able to raise a few dollars to help with that. Awesome. Awesome. Well, again, thank you so much for coming on. And to our listeners out there, again, this is another critical, very important episode. It needs to get out there because we are seeing our, you know, there's five states right now in the United States where you're kind of screwed. Like you're screwed. And I've talked to a lot of people that are moving out. So you're going to have to move. And if you don't want that five to turn into 10 to turn into 50, and then there's no choice. Um, you have to get out and vote for people that are that are, and you look at their voting records and make sure that they're, you know, um, for safe vaccinations and freedom of choice, which is most important. That's the most important thing, because these things we know they're not safe. Freedom of choice. And again, the listeners out there, thank you so much for tuning in all over the world. And for those of you that are in other countries that I might know not know what you're what's going on over there, but you know, you might have similar things going on. Um um, so, but your specific organization is more catered to people in the United States, all those codes and stuff are in there. So please take advantage of that, download those forms. And now you've got something to protect you and protect your family. And Dr. Shannon, thanks so much for putting this organization together and putting these forms so easily accessible for people, people so they can protect themselves and their family. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me on today. All right, that's it for today. And remember, change yourself, change your world, and we'll be back again real soon. Thanks, guys. Oh, and don't forget to like and share. (laughs) Thanks for listening again to The Health Hero Show. I'm your host, Tim James. And remember, change yourself, change your world. And we'll see you again on the next episode. Talk to you soon. You have just listened to The Health Hero Show with Tim James.